Hello. We are so excited that you've decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook and YouTube under Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street in Burgall, North Carolina. The zip code is 28425. If you'd like to give a donation, you can simply go to our website at mtdm.org and click on that donation button. God bless you. You are special to God, so we are here um, on your account. And so welcome to Miracle Temple Deliverance uh, Ministries Hardcore for Jesus Youth Conference 2022. So praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Um, we are going to, before we start, I would like to make a couple announcements. Um, the first one is if you, children, if you have not registered, please register. Go to the table in the back and register. If you know that you have not registered, go to the back table and register. And then another important announcement children with stickers um, your parents requested that you do not take pictures children with stickers parents requested that you do not take pictures amen amen so that is, those are the two important important announcements and at this time we'll begin we're going to enter to the courts with praise and to its gates with thanksgiving and uh, with the praise song and that's that you put your mind on the Lord and give him glory. Yes, like stand to your feet. Like you do at the ball games.
Do you know his name? His name is Jesus. He's the mighty God. If you ever get in trouble, you can call Jesus because there's power in the name of who? Jesus. Amen. And you're never too young. Praise God. And I, I like to ask the children if you could come from the back and come up this way because it's all about you. We're here today on your behalf. And want you to get into the service and just relax and, and have a good time. And open up your heart and your mind to receive what God has for you on today. Receive the love of God for you. Amen. Praise God. And while you are doing that, Jennifer Porter is coming forth with prayer. Hallelujah. We want y'all to know about Jesus and how good he is. He's the best friend you can ever find. And when you get to know him, glory. Like Kathy said, you can call on him anytime. And he comes with power and he loves you. He loves you more than you can imagine. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in the precious name of Jesus. And Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Father God, for everyone that's here, Father God. 
And, Father God, we thank you for everything that comes forth on today, that it prospers, Father God, and it brings forth fruit. We thank you, Father God, for the sweet aroma, Father God, of praise, Father God, that goes out through the atmosphere. Father God, we just thank you for everyone that's coming forth um, on behalf of your, your children today, Father God. We want them to know all about you, Father God, and what you have and what you've done for them and how much you love them. And, Father God, we just thank you and we give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Can I get you to put your hands together for Jesus one more time? Will you give him a clap? Can you give him a standing? Can you give him a standing ovation? Can you stand up for Jesus? You know how we do when we go to ball games and other events? We stand up and we cheer. Let's put our hands together for Jesus because he's a lover. He's the lover of our souls. And every time we need something, we can call on that name because Jesus loves us. Jesus loves the little children. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. We are the team that never loses. <laughs> Praise God. At this time, we're going to um, ask uh, little Brielle Sky Carson to come and give us the welcome. Uh, give her a hand clap as she comes. Thank God for Brielle. Oh. <laughs> welcome to 2022 Hardcore for Jesus Conference. We hope you enjoy and apply what you learn to your life. Have a great time and know that you're welcome. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Sky, Riel. And at this time, we ask little Jayana Bryant to come with the scripture. And as she come, praise God for her. Children, obey obey your parents in the Lord for this right. Honor the father and mother, which is the first condiment with promise that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Ephesians 6, 1, 2, 3. Thank you, baby. Amen. Praise God for the word of God. Y'all, what she say, honor your parents in the Lord, which is right. Right? Y'all going to honor your parents in the Lord? Because it's right to do right? I'm talking to y'all over there. <laughs> now, Matt, you going to honor your parents in the Lord? Yes? Yes, I believe you are. Amen. And at this time, we thank God for them, and we will have a skit. So, skit, come forth.
Hello. Hey, What's you up? know who this is. I need a young girl. I need her beautiful. I need her fine. And I need it within three weeks. I have a client in Vegas who's eagerly waiting and anticipating this girl. I need her. Oh, I got the perfect one for you, but you better have my money. Your money will be in the account. Bye. All right, son. I just got that phone call. You ready to make this paper? Let's get it. All right, I need you to go out there and find the finest, baddest thing out there on the street and bring her back to me. That's a bet. I got you. That's what's up. Handle your business. You got your dance together, Hello? baby. I'm so excited. Hey, what's happening? Right there to the point. You did what? Say what? Hey, Sonny. What is it? What do you hey. want? You see me trying to teach you? I see that, but hey. What? Hey, our son made 40 points. 20 rebounds. Is he going to be here Sunday? 10 cents. Is he going to be hey. here Sunday? Because Jayana got the dance. Jada got the sing. Is he going to be here Sunday? That's what I want to know. Where hey, he's he on the honor roll, too. What you talking about now? Them girls are just children. What you talking about? He's in college. He's in college. So, I mean, Look, and, he still need to be here. And that's the next football star right there. He need to get himself together, too. I, he should be learning scriptures or play or do something. Hey, Mom and Dad, oh. I wanted to talk to y'all about my grades at school. This semester, got I got grades? three A's and a B. What? And I'm so close to graduating. Hey, you guys just... The only thing I have to do is pay the balance that I have from last semester Quisha. that you used to go to the basketball game. Quisha. Did you hear me talk about, I'm getting ready to, to go over rehearsal with your sisters? But I just wanted to talk to y'all about me, about to graduate. Do you hear, yeah. do you I'm so excited. Brother? I thought you guys you would be happy for me. You always talking about money. You always talking about money. Nobody got no money. Did you hear about your brother? 20 points. Why she got like that? She got that stuff on your side of the family. I don't know, I don't know about that. Uh -huh. she, look, she look just like you, so I don't, I don't know about that. I just feel so alone. It's like I don't have nobody. My parents always talking about my brother. Everything he do is important. I just feel so alone. Like I should just be dead. Mm, 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 mm. What's going on with you out here? Oh, hey, how you doing? Doing good. You beautiful. Oh, thank you. 
Nobody ever really told me that. Oh, man, having trouble at the house? Yeah, just a lot with my family and school and... You're so beautiful, I don't know where you got that problem from. Well, look, don't you worry about it. Just hit, hit this call. Get up with me. Okay. We'll get that problem solved. Yes, I'll go back home and see if they notice me when I'm back home. Where your daughter at? Where is she at? Yeah. I don't know. She went to the park. You know, Quisha! Quisha, where you at? I don't, know, I, I, I don't know why she act like that. I, I don't understand what the problem is with her. Quisha! Knock, 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 knock. Knock, 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 knock. Hey, anybody home? Come on in. Come on. Hey. Hey, how y'all doing? It's good to see y'all, too. Um... It may not be my business, but I have been noticing Quisha. And noticing Quisha? Yeah, I've been noticing Quisha. Why are you watching Quisha? Because she's different. She's changed. She I looks, know we go to the same church and stuff, but you, what, what are you, you talking about? The Bible says, train up a child in the way that they should go, and when they're old, they won't depart from it. That's how uh, Enough of the schoolwork for the day. I think I'm going to call the guy from the park. I understand that, but you, you need to keep an eye you. on Quisha, okay? You need to keep an eye on your daughter. You don't keep, you tell us what to do. You need to get her straight. She drove up here. She can drive out of here. This is your house. You, you see the door? Wait. How she get all I'm going to pray for Quisha. She need to pray for herself and mind her own And business. I'm going to pray for y'all too, okay? Hey, so I was just laying here thinking. Um, I figured I'd give you a call and see if you want to meet back up at the park today. Okay, yeah. I'll be out there in 20 minutes. Okay, I'm going to change up and then I'll be out there. All right, bet. Oh, you came back out here, huh? Yeah, I figure you probably could pay me more attention than my family back at home. Oh, just to show my love, I brought a couple gifts. Oh, is that a Louis Vuitton bag? I always wanted one of those. There's something slight right there in the 24 pair necklace. I think I've seen Cardi B wearing one of those. Well, you know, you better than Cardi B. I'll put this one in. I got 
Oh, oh, oh! I can pay this on my um college fee. Oh yeah, all that stress you got. Oh yeah, I kind of been having a headache and stuff. I'm being stressed out and stuff. Yeah, so you trying to go to that little miles and agency to my mom's? Oh yeah, about that. Yeah. Are uh, you feeling ease now? Yeah, I'm kind of feel a little lightheaded, but oh, let's yeah, go. Yeah, follow me. Turn around one time for me. Yeah, yeah. Mama gonna like you. Watch your step now. Come on. You gotta get right. Man, I'm ready to go to bed. All them kids, we done put them kids to bed. I couldn't believe. What? I couldn't Can, believe how what? good they're doing. The girls gonna show off Sunday. Yes, sir. What did you, what did you do on Sunday? Singing and dancing. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Why don't you keep up with them? You don't know what they're gonna be doing. Hey, my my mind's in college. You know, I got to be up there with my boy. You know. <laughs> you know, he looked just like me, so I got to be up there with him. Uh, what that got to do with anything? Terry, Sonia, Terry, Sonia. Well, I hate to interrupt well, y'all. Look, look, well, I just I just saw Quisha getting in a van with some people what? and she looked like she was afraid. What are you afraid. talking about? Quisha? Oh, 911. Why you didn't I, tell me she wasn't here? I called 911 then. Well, what are you talking about? Huh? Call 911, my daughter been kidnapped. Come on. Somebody call. Come on. Oh, you are beautiful. Welcome to Cash Studios. How you doing today? I'm doing good. Oh, son, you did good. Oh, you ready yeah. to make this money? Yes. All right, we're going to go back here to the back of the studio. You feeling all right? Yeah, all I right. brought a good one. All right, let's do, let's do this. Okay, so this skit today is about sex trafficking. Have any of you kids heard about that? You know what that's all about? You, do you know where it started from, this skit? In the home. You know, she was feeling depressed and rejected. And she was feeling depressed and rejected. And that opened the door to let a stranger come in. And the first thing, she shouldn't have even been by herself. You don't ever want to travel alone. Always have a friend with you. You don't want to talk to strangers. People can see what you're going through, and they will present gifts and money and all these things to make it seem like a good life, just to lure you in. And the next thing you know, you're missing your mom, your dad, your family, and you're caught up in a world that you know nothing about. So today, we want to make you aware of everything that's going on around you. Don't ever enter a car with someone you don't know 
Even if it's someone you do know, make sure your parents know. Because sometimes you just have, all the time you have to be safe and know where your parents want you to be. Carry your phone if you have one. Don't go anywhere without your parents knowing. So just be safe and always be aware. Amen. Thank God for that skit. Um, give the, the cast another hand. Amen. Amen. At this time, we're going to ask um, our special guest speaker, Deputy Mitchell Henderson, to come forth. Deputy Mitchell Henderson, he wasn't able to come. He had got called last night about 3 o'clock for a homicide, and he called me at 7 o'clock this morning to let me know that he would not be able to come because he was still on the scene. So we need to keep those people lifted up in prayer, even our deputies and state troopers and all of them, we need to keep them lifted up in prayer. But he had a word he wanted the children, grown-ups, and uh, teenagers to know. And he asked me, would I do him a favor? Would I read this to y'all? He told me to make sure that I let you know that trafficking, drug abuse, addiction, alcoholism, all these things, they are for real. And he said it starts at home with your parents. He said that parents should let their children know right from wrong, and they should let them know about drugs. They should let them know about trafficking, trafficking, and they should let them know that they can get picked up at any time. They, he even said something about a safe word. He said that parents should teach their kids safe word. Parents should teach their kids about things that's going on in the world. You know, you need to let them know what's going on in the world. And when you see, you can, he said, you even need to let them know that just because you're like this, it doesn't mean they're going to be like this. He said, you need to install a lot of positive energy in your children. He said, because it is very real. It is alive. People is doing it. He said he have seen kids where they've been killed. They've been kidnapped. He said he have seen where children killing children. And he said it's just horrible. He said, but people just do not realize that this is real. And he said the only one that can help you through this and the only one that you can depend on is God. So I'm going to read to you what he told me to say other than what I just said. He said, the biggest thing we see is pills, fake Percocet pills that contains fentanyl is killing our children. He said, even our six, seven, eight, nine years old on up. He said that younger kids need to be aware of candy and cereal that has Delta 8 CBD in them. He said, because... You need to teach your kids don't take candy and anything from other people. 
And he told me to tell y'all that he was sorry that he couldn't come. He wanted y'all to meet his sidekick, which was Dippity. That's his dog. And he wanted to show a film, but he said he hoped that he'll be able to come back so he can share this with not only the children, mostly the parents, because the parents is the one that sets the example for a child. He said, because a child is going to look up to their parents and they're going to feel as though they can do what their parents do, especially from a toddler on up. They pick up very well. So he said that he apologized, but he said he hoped that you got something out of what he had asked me to tell on his behalf. Amen. Thank you, Sister Denise. Thank God for those words from um, Deputy Mitchell Henderson to inform everyone of really what's going on. Um, thank God, because information is power. The more you know, the better. Thank God for the wisdom. And at this time, um, ask um, Stacy Newkirk, another guest speaker, to please come forth. Amen. Praise God for her. Thank you so much. Giving honor to God, um, and thank you um, for this wonderful opportunity to speak to everyone. Um, I just want to talk about two things. Um, one is identity. The other thing is purpose. So, um, identity. Can anybody tell me their def definition of identity? What do you think identity is, students? Identity. Raise your hand high. And this is going to be interactive because I don't want to just be standing up here talking to you guys, but interactive. You want me to come to you? Your, everybody what identity is. Your personality, your real self. Yeah. I like that. Anybody else? Yes, guy. Quinasia. Definition of identity. My definition of identity is who you are and how you present yourself as a person. Right. Yes. right. That's wonderful. So <clears throat> I looked up the uh, Webster's um, definition, and it states that identity is the fact of being who or what a person or thing is. But what really makes you, you? Your identity is very unique. And did you know that each person has their own set of fingerprints and footprints, even identical twins? That's amazing to me. Um, some people identify themselves by what they do. For example, people can say, well, I'm a teacher, um, an artist, a good student, a basketball player, a football player, soccer, soccer player. But I'm here to tell you, friends, that you are not defined by your title or what people think or say about you. 
So according to God's word, each of you have been fearfully and wonderfully made. And you can find that in Psalms 139, um, 13 and 14. You were created in God's image. Can you guys say that, please? I. I was created in God's image. Say it with boldness and confidence. Awesome. I interact like this because I work at a school. <laughs> so that's how I can connect. Um, so I just want to share a few things and listen really close. A few things that God said about each of you. Okay. And these are just a few to name a few. You are a citizen of heaven. You are his children. You have been redeemed. That means having been saved and delivered from sin. You have been healed from sin. You are meant to have a full life. And you are the beloved. And you have full access to God. So as followers of Christ, we cannot allow this world to define who we are. God has already given us his identity. He has given us everything. The Bible says that he has given us everything that we need according to life and godliness. So that's, as Apostle says, nothing missing, nothing lacking, and nothing broken. So we have everything. And then I wrote a little note to myself. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. I actually have a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> I created um, a t-shirt that says that. Second thing I want to talk about is purpose. What does purpose mean? Can anybody tell me? Parents, you can participate as well. Purpose. Definition of purpose. Okay. Anybody else? Jennifer? Okay. Thank you, Jennifer. Um, again, I looked up the definition. Webster's definition a purpose is defined as the reason why something is done or the aim or intention of something. But would you believe me if I told you that our purpose is not for ourselves, but it is for God? So a lot of people think it's us, but it's, it's for God. We were created for his purpose. Each of us were created for a specific purpose. There is something or several things in life that only you will be able to do. Nobody else is going to be able to do it. It's your um, assignment. And God has already prepared you for that assignment. But when we talk about purpose, God will not force you to live according to his purpose. He won't force you. He allows us to choose. You remember in the garden, he gave us a choice, Adam and Eve. Eat, don't eat. That was the basic gist of it. Eat, of, you can eat all from all these trees, but don't eat of this one. So it's choice. We always have choices. We make them every single day. Um, that would be, <clears throat> I'm sorry. So you are not here by accident. I'll repeat that again. You are not here by accident. God doesn't make mistakes, my friends. He does not. So Jeremiah 29, 11 states, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, 
plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So if you are unsure what your purpose is, just ask God to reveal it to you. Spend time asking, Lord, what is my purpose? Um, And remember, this is really important. When I was studying and preparing for this, um, your purpose will always be connected to his will. So to wrap things up, your identity should be in Christ and Christ alone. Do not look to this world to offer you what cannot be purchased. So, because you can't purchase salvation. It's a free gift. So, I just want to tell you, each of you, that God has a purpose for your life. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Let his voice be the loudest voice in your head. So, I charge each of you to stand for the truth, speak the truth, and always walk in love. God bless you. And praise God. Give her another clap, hand clap. Amen. Thank God for that encouraging word to everyone about your identity and your purpose here. Amen. Uh, can I get my paper back, please? <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Amen. Thank God for that, all this goodness that God is sending because of his love, because he loves you very much. Just know that you are loved everywhere you go, every day, that you are loved. Um, we have a, another skit. Amen. So let's give the cats the hand clap as they come forth. Hey, we need to see what kind of classes we got together. It's a new year, you know. <sighs> no peasants. Oh, I think she want to fight. You are right. You think I, I should go talk to her first? Okay. Yo, why are you over here? I don't like you. Well, no, I don't like her, really. I don't know what your problem is, but it's a new year, you know. I'm not trying to go into the new year fighting. <sighs> blah, 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 Do you want to fight? No. Why? Because we're supposed to show the love of God outside of what you do. Why? Because that's who we are. Well, that's who we're supposed to be. And if he in us and we in him, then yeah. Okay, fine. We good? Yes. Do you forgive me? Yes, I do. Okay. Amen. We're talking about showing love and no bullying. Amen. Amen. Y'all say no bullying. bullying. I'm not a bully. bully. I won't be bullied. bullied. In Jesus' name. name. Amen. 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 At this time, we're going to have another 
special guest speaker. Uh, Tresenia Benjamin, give her a hand clap as she come along. Give God glory for her. Amen. Give her another hand clap so she won't have to walk in the quiet. <laughs> Amen. I want to say good morning. Good morning, children. Um, I'm here today because, well, I'm, first of all, I'm going to say I'm not a speaker, and this is getting off the ground for me. I'm just starting everything with trying to start a gun violence awareness program along with violence prevention program. And I've been pondering about it, and I think I want to name it Hope Helping Healing Heroes, and I want to call it the 4-H program. But I want to do that because I am a mother of two, and both of my sons were killed due to um, um, gun violence. So therefore, that's why I'm standing here today trying to get this off the ground. But getting away from that and what I want to do with that program, I come today to talk to the kids about back to school and the parents about back to school. Okay, when the kids are geared up to go back to school, the parents need to be aware that it's a change for the kids. They'll get ready to go to different places, meet new people, and face with diff different situations. So therefore, I want to encourage the parents to pay attention to your kids, get involved in their school. When they come home, ask them about their day, how things going, and you want to know about the good, the bad, and the ugly. I mean, you want your kids to be able to talk to you about anything. You want to have that in, in your house where your child can come to you and talk to you about any given situation. You don't want the child to be in a situation where they cannot talk to you. You are the first person that a child should be able to talk to. Nobody outside the household, but you as the mom and the dad. If you will just, when your child come home in the evening, ask them, how was your day? What went on good? What went on bad? What went on that wasn't so good? Just give them the freedom to be able to express themselves to you because you want to know firsthand what is going on in your child's mind. So, and, and back to school is one of the roughest times for them. We as adults, we go through things. We go out there in the world and um, we encounter things in a day. Don't think that because you have a small child or a kid that they don't go through anything in a day, too, because they run into good, bad, and ugly things just like we do. But if you don't allow them the chance to talk about it, you won't know about it. I'm not going to hold you very long, but I do want the kids to also know that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you and be all that you can be. Thank you. paperback please <laughs> praise God thank you Tracy everybody gets nervous and takes my paper I need my paper 
Okay, amen. Um, at this time, we have another special guest speaker, um, Curtis Hill. Brother Curtis, you want to come up here? Okay. All these young kids, right? I mean, I think we should give them a hand because I haven't seen that many kids in a place in a while, especially in a place of a church. Um, um, so I was told to tell you my story. That's what I was told my assignment was. So I will begin. All right. So think about it. Have we all dreamed, children? Don't y'all have dreams? What are some of your dreams? What are your dreams? Be a nurse. Be a nurse? What else? A therapist? Hmm? Therapist? What else? Teacher? Right? All right. We got some police in the house, right? We got all those things, right? Teacher? Some of y'all want to be air pilots, right? Teacher? Yeah, right? Think about it, though. When we're looking at where we want to be, it's because people in our lives are made, have laid the foundation for us, right? Right? The best role model that we always have is someone in our community that we see. Sometimes we look and say, well, you know, I want to be like Martin Luther King, or I want to be like Harriet Tubman, or I want to be like... Uh, Carter G. Woodson or those individuals, right? But really, the person that really motivates us is the people that we see every day. The janitor that might be at our school and those people, right, that we just think are insignificant. But they make the, they lay the, the, ground, the groundwork foundationally for our lives, right? And think about it. So you might say, well, what does this have to do about your journey? Well, let me just tell you a little bit about who I am. I'm Curtis Hill from Whiteville, North Carolina, and I was raised and adopted by a lady named Miss Nancy Hill. And so our journey together, and she became the mayor of the town of Brunswick, and she um, did, did a lot of different things in the community um, as a community organizer, I would say. Um, but, but let me just tell you about our story. So she goes and she is going to looking for an adopting a girl. As you can tell today, I'm not a girl, right? <laughs> That's not my identity. <laughs> so, so as we're thinking about it, so she was going in the back of, the, looking at the back of the magazine, trying to find someone to adopt. And so she gets to the back of the thing, and she sees me at that time. And she says, well, okay, that's the one. That's cool. And so the story goes is that she looked and found me. And think about how lives come together. And she was 40-some years old when she adopted me with two other older sons, right? But the story is, you might see me walking in here today, and then I failed too, but I did get up, right? So think about it, too. In life, we do fall, but we have to get back up, right? That's the key, right? Because all of us stumble over something that we might, not, we might see or not see, right? That's life, right? We stumble, 
right? You might stumble in a class, but it doesn't mean you're not going to be able to get back up on it and, and pass that test, right? Because we all, even though you put all the hard work into it, sometimes it just doesn't work out for you. But if you try and do your best, you're able to get back up. That's critical in our lives. All right. So then she says, you know, well, Kurt, well, she was like, well, I'm going to adopt him. So I wasn't supposed to be able to walk because I have cerebral palsy, and that's in the 80s, right? So they went around to different doctors and things to see, well, you know, is he going to ever be able to walk? So I didn't make my first step till I was three years old. Yeah. Right? And it was experimental surgery that they did at UNC, at Duke University, right? Where they had to put some things together. I had a cast and those kind of things, a full body cast, y'all, from here to here all the way down. I had a cast. And the doctor says he takes the cast off. He says, well, come try to walk to me because it worked out, right? And so that was my first step, right? So that lets us know in life that we have obstacles that to do. But what we have to also realize is that we've got to have faith. Right? And we don't just need to have faith of a mustard seed. We've got to have some great faith. And I believe as believers and things that we have to believe in God and his transformative power in our lives. And you've got to understand how God is indeed able to hook us together. Right? You've got to understand that God places us in certain situations. But he has the power to move us to where we need to be. All right? Think about it. I just told you that a lady 40 years, we, we got hooked up at a, in the back of a page in a magazine. Right? That's God's divine interest. That's God's divine purpose, as she was talking about earlier, about how God is able to design and move our lives. Right? So each one of us has a particular purpose in our lives. Right? Right? God is always moving and motivating us to where we need to be. The question is, are we in God's, are we in God's will with what we want to do? That's the question. And I'm sorry, I'm a Sunday school teacher too a little bit. So if I, if I get a little off, y'all just let me know. I'm just, a little, I'm just unorthodox a little bit of my style. But I think this is important for us as believers to realize that whatever you want to be, if it's in God's will, right, don't let any obstacle that comes your way stop it, right? So to my next stage was, so, okay, I'm, I'm 40 years old now, right? Like, Why is he talking to me, 40 years old? Because I've experienced a lot of different things, okay? When I started public schools in Columbus and Whiteville City Schools back in the day, I was one of the first classes where they integrated people with disabilities throughout the system. So I can recall a teacher was, my mom had a conversation with my kindergarten teacher. She didn't understand why I was drooling. Because she just thought that was awful. Because she didn't understand how people with disabilities can be integrated into society and still live and live independently, right? And do things, right? She didn't understand it. Think about that. You know, it's through, like, even when people give you challenges, you've got to be able to overcome it. So my mom gave her a book, right, to explain to her why I drew, right? And so often we look at me because you can see my disability, but so many of us that's in this room have our own disabilities that's invisible, right? Yeah. Some people have mental problems and those kind of things and depression that they deal with every day. Some folks might have whatever your disability is, right? 
But we know even though we might have our limitations, God gives us an opportunity to be great regardless. That's right. Think about that. God still, right? Even if I have autism or on the spectrum, God gives me this ability. Even despite where I am now, he sees me where I can possibly be in the future. That's the God that I serve, that he's able to see us where we need to be. And he's able to put us in place to overcome our obstacles. All of us have obstacles, right? In school. Right. Some of us just can't get that math problem. Right. Or that science problem. Some of us have problems reading, understanding things. Right. But that's cool. As long as you're able to go to someone and learn. Right. Regardless, because we all learn in different ways. Can y'all agree with that? Right. Not all of us are A plus students. Right. All right. Some of us, we get to see and that's the best we can do. That's great, too. As long as you try your very best, right? Think about it. I'm from Whiteville, went to North Carolina State University, graduated in political science. A person that wasn't even supposed to be able to stand here and talk to you today. That's because God was in the midst. That's because somebody prayed for me and had me on their mind. That's because God is with us wherever we go, right? That's critical that he's in the midst of our lives, right? When we have bad home situations, he's there too. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? When you got, because you think about it, we're dealing with the pandemic and y'all are just coming back from COVID-19 and you understand how that dynamic happens. You were going to school, now you're not, then you're back in school and those stressors that puts on your life, right? Right, and then think about it. We're in Pender County where a lot of kids don't even have access to internet. Yeah, y'all know some of y'all probably don't have access to internet in your house, right? But then you still can go to a neighbor's house or a friend's house to help you with your work, right? So sometimes we have to go and do those things. Sometimes we have children who don't even have food in their house. That's real. I live in Columbus County, and we have to have backpack ministries because so many kids on the weekends don't have food. That's real. That's not something that's in New York City. That's in rural North Carolina. We've got to be a place to encourage kids who are in those situations. Then you want to think about, well, what is he talking to me about now? I work for Disability Rights North Carolina. That's a protection and advocacy system for the state of North Carolina. Right? That's what I do. And I try to find resources for people with disabilities across the state of North Carolina. Then I also am the NAACP president in Columbus County. I run a nonprofit in Columbus County, and Darlene and I are, are partners in crime some days, and some days she doesn't like me, but, but it's all good. Um, but we want to think about the importance of these issues that are going on in our lives because of what's going on in our nation, right? We want them to be able to dream for what America can be, right? Not what it is right now but what we can be. And what we've got to do is put a circle of protection around them. I say a circle. Y'all remember when I was growing up, it was a whole community that raised children. And we got in children's business, right? They didn't have no business. <laughs> the parents are laughing because we didn't have business, which y'all might have a little business. But, but it's important, right, that you get in a, a circle, right, 
of friends that you're not the smartest person in the, ro- in the room, in the friendship. Because she wants them to be able to accept you as you are and also to move you where you need to be. So often, if I'm the smartest person, I'm making all decisions. But if you're around a good sphere of influence, you're never the smartest person in the room, right? Can y'all agree with me on that? Do y'all want to be the smartest person? It's not, not all the time. You know, it's good to be smart sometimes, but not every time. Because you want to get that feedback to transform you, right? To make you and push you where you need to go, right? How many of y'all got some good, good friends? How many of y'all got some associates or something that y'all don't really, y'all, y'all deal with them, but y'all don't really. <laughs> right? So you got to have a network, right? of folks that can push you in areas that you're weak. Think about that. You've got to have some friends. You've got to have some things going on that can move you to where you need to be, right? And so think about it, too. Like, some of us aren't going to four-year college. That's cool. Because an electrician can make more than a teacher, right? A heating and air guy makes more than a teacher, right? Or, or I do, right? They make that kind of, they make real money, y'all. They make $100,000 a year easy, right? I know folks that got associate degrees. I went to a four-year college, paid a whole lot of money for it. And they, and they went to Cape Fear Community College and got an electronics degree, and they're making six figures at Corning and GE and those kind of places. So think about it. It's not about thinking about what you can be, visioning where you want to be in your life. Right? You got to be able to see where you can be. And then think about it and realize that, that, that challenges are going to come your way. But the question is, how do I deal with the challenges that I, might fa- that I might face in life? How do you deal with them? When y'all get a challenge in life, do you, do you just throw in the towel and give up? No. You try to jump over the challenge, go through the challenge, pray about the challenge, right? Pray, ask for guidance about the challenge, right? Right, wait on God's answer for whatever your challenge is because that's the tool through which you're able to overcome it. You've got to have a good sphere of influence where you're able to talk to your parent or someone in your community about what you're doing, what you're going through. Yeah, sometimes we say talk to the parent, but sometimes children don't want to talk to the parent. But find that trusted person that will give you the information that you need. Because sometimes we just need that. You've got to be open about what's going on. Right? We've got to be open about who we are. You know, I always say to talk about this as openness is because it's important that you've got to always listen. Right, and knowing what's going on in your surroundings. As they talked about earlier, they talked about drugs. That's real, right? The police officer that wasn't able to come, as, he, as she was reading it, I want to try to explain some of it. So from what I understand in my area is not only are you able to get illegal drugs now, right, but they're able to actually package it. That, makes it, that means it makes it look like a real pill. So you don't know whether you're getting a real pill or a fake pill. That's why it's important that if the doctor doesn't describe the pill for you, you don't take it. Y'all get that? Don't take anybody's pills at all. 
because you don't know what you're ingesting. Think about it. If you take the wrong pill, that pill can, can dramatically change the course of your life, right? Some of y'all look like y'all about to go off to college a little bit or close to it, and you got to know how to deal with parties, right? You can't be drunk, going to a party and drinking whatever's at the party anymore because I have a cousin who drunk some stuff at somebody's party, and it changed his mental capacity forever. That's real, Right? So because you're doing those things, you got to make sure that you're always safe, right? That's critical in our lives. you got to have, as I went back, said earlier, you got to have real faith. What does real faith look like? Faith that whatever comes before me, I'm able to conquer it. i got to have conquering faith that whatever obstacle happens, whatever hiccup in life happens, Whatever thing that tries to sway me, I've got the ability to overcome it because I have God living within me, right? I've got Jesus the Christ, right, living within me, and he gives me the ability to overcome whatever challenges that may befell me as an individual, right? He does, doesn't he? For the older folks, younger folks, and in between. If you really have a real prayer life, y'all know, like, and just think about it. Prayer is nothing about but just talking to God. It's not about how long we pray. It's not about how eloquent we might pray or be perceived to pray. It's really about just talking to God and waiting for God to answer. Right? That's all it is. Right? One of the, one of the most famous ones is Jesus wept, right? That's in the Bible. That's a prayer. So it's not about the eloquences. It's about the sincerity of our heart, the transformation that we want God to do in our lives, that whatever you want to be, you can be. Whatever you want to be, you can be. But also you've got to have effort to get there, right? It doesn't just happen by osmosis, right? Can you be a teacher without going to school? <laughs> right? Can you be a police officer without taking your belt training? Right. But during that process, you might have challenges during it. But the question is, what things are I, am I able to have that can keep me there? Right. That I can overcome that challenge to be what I need to be. That's critical in life is to realize that we have challenges every day. Right. Your parent might have a challenge. How are we going to put food on the table? You might have a challenge of how I'm going to pass an exam. But whatever that challenge is, realize that God is able to transform that situation. And we've got to trust him. And think about it, too. We talk about faith, but also trust. You've got to trust God with whatever the situation is. That means you've got to turn it over to him and leave it there with him. Don't go back and pick it up and try to change it. You've got to really trust God because he knows what we need, right? Sometimes, too, an answer of no is good. Y'all know how, um, children, we, we don't like no, do we? We always want yes, and the parents also, but sometimes in life, God has to give us a no because it redirects our paths and aligns us with his will and his way. Sometimes a no is great in life. I've had so many no's, 
but then God is able to open up other opportunities. Think about it. How God says no, and you might say, I didn't get this job. But then if I waited two or three weeks later, a bigger and better job opens up. Because God said no to this, but he opened another opportunity. So the same thing for children, right? He'll say no to us, but then he's got a, a nothing, something greater on the other side. Think about it. That God always has our best interests at heart. And he centers his decisions based upon love. Right? And God loves us not conditionally, right? He, in the Bible it says he has a, we have agape love, right? unconditional love, right? So that means as we're supposed to come together and working in our community together, we've got to have unconditional love, right? Not based upon what someone does for me, but because of the humanity that they have, right? That's critical. And life is to love. And love wholeheartedly, not part of the way, but love. So as I close, we just want to thank you for this opportunity to share a little bit about me to you. And I hope I did Darlene well, but she won't fuss me out when I finish. But it's all good. Um, but we want to really thank you. And for any of you all that knows Marley Ryle, I was told that Marley says hello. Okay? Thank y'all. Amen. Praise God. Let's give him another hand clap. Thank God for Brother Curtis. Amen. Thank God for him taking his time to give you all that information. Amen. And I know it, uh, different parts of it, different ones probably receive something out of it. And knowing that you can do, you can reach your goals. You can do all things through Christ, basically, who strengthens you. That all your dreams and things that you rate, you said you wanted to do, you can achieve it. And that he is a, a um, example of what God can do in your life. So there's nobody left out. Amen, children? Are y'all there still? <laughs> Amen. We're going to roll right along. Um, next, we have something that I know most of you will be excited about, hopefully all of you. There will be a drone presentation and pilot by U.S. Air Probe Thompson. So give him a hand as he come along to talk to you about the drone. hear me all right all right i'll use that just in case but otherwise i think you can hear me uh let me introduce myself to you real quick because i'm going to be talking to both them and you so while we're talking about the technology of drones a little bit i'll give you kind of a real big picture first of all I think about my. Excuse me. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, you've been recorded, so you do need the mic. I do need that mic. Okay. Being recorded. All right. I'll follow the rules here. 
So I'm also a husband, a father, a brother, and in some of the roles I play, I'm an educator. I'm a retired Air Force pilot. Any of you ever met an Air Force pilot before? All right. Often I was the only one like me in my unit <laughs> flying airplanes. So I would love for many of you to become think about pilots and aviation. But this today is about all of you, okay? And so I'll tell you what, just to uh, it's gonna be hard with one hand here. I'm gonna ask all of the youth here, if you're if you're under eighteen, stand up. Come on, right where you're at. I see you back there. I see you. You can, you can stand up. There you go. All right. All right. Here's a quick exercise, and this is proven to, to get us all going and thinking. Take your hands, and I, first I want you to tap your face. Go up to your head, your face. Let's get your hand, your arms, your chest. They say that helps get all of our senses going. So we're thinking there. All right, now let's do a little wiggling. A little more. All right. Feel it? A little energized now? All right. Everybody can sit down. And so let's get, we're going to get excited. So what I want to talk to you about is uh, why I'm here, and it's, it's youth. And this part's for the parents. Sorry. <laughs> when you go to school and you start thinking about what is you your purpose going to be what what is it that god wants you to do and you're saying well lord help help give me a vision give me a little little clue and you start looking around for your parents or other adults in the community kind of getting an idea so who is it that said they wanted to be a nurse awesome medical you're helping out people somebody else wanted to be a teacher right very good so one of those things that while you're going to school now, you've got to think about, it's not about, and I'm a teacher. I teach at university and I teach in a high school. I'm not a, it's not about me, the teacher. Really, it's almost not even about your parents. It's about you and your future. And that's what I want you to think about. Okay? So parents, here's something you can help them out with. Help them go and go through an exercise. I do this a lot with 8th and ninth graders. And kind of write down, not, not a Hollywood lifestyle, but just a nice, comfortable lifestyle that you would like to have. I want to have an apartment or maybe a house. And how much is that going to cost me a month? And what about if I get a car? Not a real expensive car, but maybe just a nice average. How much is that payment going to be? And then... They're going to tell you about, well, this is how much we pay for electricity and water and all those other things. And you add up all your expenses. And then, oh, no, that's not it. Because then you've got to pay taxes. And wouldn't you like to be able to tithe to your church? Give money. Wouldn't that make you feel good? If you could write a check every night and not even worry about it. So when you add all that up and then you divide it, Amongst the norm, the hours in a month, and inevitably, the students would always come up and find out somewhere between twenty and twenty-five dollars an hour they got to make to have that just average lifestyle. Then, I'd say, okay, 
Now let's open up the paper and see how much is that job going to cost at a fast food place. Well, I mean, how much are they going to pay you? To say, it's my pleasure. Would you like to supersize that? <laughs> and you're not going to make enough. You may have to work two or three jobs. So that's why parents, you can help them kind of figure out, okay, then what kind of education and jobs do I have to have they're going to make that kind of money and go up from there. So that's what I want to talk to you a little bit about today and paint a picture of where we're going. And again, you're very fortunate because your church is involved, your community is involved in bringing you guys here and hopefully open your eyes up to some of this stuff and think, hmm... Now, it doesn't mean you have to be a rocket scientist, meaning, geez, i got to be a real brain. And you just have to get your education and your skills up to a level that are above some of the jobs. Here's the bad news. They're going to start going away. Okay? And it's not all about just getting a college degree. I love that when Mr. Hill talked about it. I tell my students all the time, say, if you're just thinking it's a four-year degree, that's not it. Because there's a lot of people who have four-year degrees that can't find jobs to pay their student loans. It's which degree you get. So don't go out and get some worthless degree. Oh, the history of the Incas. I got my, my degree. How come you're not going to give me a job? All right? A lot of great, great jobs that in the school systems that are starting to prepare you for that... I, I teach for the career technical education. So we're teaching, it's like the workshop job classes we had when I was growing up. But we're doing modern stuff like artificial intelligence and robotics and aviation and drones. Hopefully your school system either has that or it's coming along. But you can either get a job technical or go just to a two-year course. And it's just like Mr. Hill said, I mean, think about it. If I had some guy that, that had a nuclear physicist degree, you know, and the economy gets really bad, worse than it's going now, and another guy over here says, well, I can do heating and air, <laughs> and I can do small engine repair, I'm going to go, well, you with that eight-year degree, I don't need you, but this guy here, he can help us. So look and think about some of those things that are out there. And that's kind of where I'm going with for parents, again, once you help them figure that out, students, the teachers, now I want you to pay respect to them, don't get me wrong, but they, in effect, work for your parents because they're paying the taxes. And so you're the customer. And if you're not getting what you need, then go in after school or on a break or something and say, Hey, I'm really not getting this math stuff. What can you do to help me out so I can understand it? And help them present in a way that you can understand. Because sometimes in school, we don't, the school system is set up to teach a certain way, and you don't all learn a certain way. All right? So I want you to, here's the whole deal. We're going to talk about learning what you need to do to get jobs in your future. Now, here's the part I mentioned the bad news. When COVID came, there had already been a move going on slowly in industry and companies to move towards automated systems. 
another word for robotics. And those two years have pushed companies to go even faster because those machines don't get sick and they don't get COVID. So what does that mean to you? You got two choices. You have to be able to learn quickly enough and enough that you can get a job in some career field that robotics aren't going to take, uh, take away, you know, right away take those jobs. A nurse, okay? We're not going to have any nurse robots right away. Slowly coming in, but not right away. So you want to get into something like healthcare or some other areas, engineering, other things that's still going to take a human to do. But if you think the job, hey, man, I hate school, I don't want to learn anything, and I'll just get a job at the Walmart distribution center. Those jobs are starting to go away to robotic systems. It wasn't like in the day when somebody would take inventory on a pad. They're flying drones inside these big buildings and scanning stuff as it comes in and goes out. Two years ago, Walmart bought 750 robotic floor cleaners. You may have seen one. They sent them to all their Walmarts. So the guy that had that job at nighttime, shining, cleaning the floors, not anymore because a robot's doing it. So you need to think about what are the jobs in the future. Any parents drive trucks? Okay. There's a shortage of truck drivers right now. And the pandemic hurt it because of people going through training. So that's another industry. Robotics are starting to move into that and they're going to come on quicker. You will drive down a highway in the next couple of years, zipping up 40 and going, there ain't nobody in that truck. Because <laughs> they're already testing it and doing that. And the technology that I'm going to talk to you about drones is the same thing. They're flying computers. So whether it's going to be a computer in the sky or it's going to be a robotic with a computer on the ground and sensors or inside an office building, okay? That's what's happening. Now, let's use our imagination, guys. Boo! That's okay. I get tired, too. <laughs> Think about a long time ago, before we had the cars out here. What did everyone do? Did they ride on dogs? What did they ride on? What did they ride on? Horses, right? And so one of the popular jobs was called a blacksmith. Horses, just like us, they got shoes. Not as nice as your shoes. So there's a couple of blacksmiths, and they're hammering and putting a shoe on a horse. And this is like a hundred years ago. And one of them goes, Hey, Sam, you see one of them? Before they called them cars, they called them horseless carriages. And it's clankety clank, blah, 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 coming down the road. Not as fast and nice looking as today. And he goes, Sam. I think we're going to lose our jobs when these horseless carriages are over and people stop riding horses. And Sam looks over and Joe's and he goes, no, I don't think so. He said, I hear they got these new jobs called me can 
so think about it. everywhere in town, there's somebody that learned how to fix a car. And that took over the technology. And that's kind of what I'm talking to you about is you got to look to the future jobs. Even a lot of the people that are fixing cars today, they're going to have to go back to school and get recertified because these electric vehicles are coming out totally different technology. It's a lot closer to your iPad <laughs> that's running the computer and turning motors inside. So whether that motor turns a wheel or it's going to turn propellers on a drone like this, it's going to be very similar. And that's why I want you to think about it. Now, I'm not trying to turn you all into pilots either. Here's the other great thing is the drone technology and robotics are used in a number of areas. So for the nurse, home health care is going to be very, very big and it's starting to grow. It means a nurse comes out to the house. They take your vitals. They check your current health condition out. They may even take some labs. But instead of waiting for them to get in the car and take it back to the hospital, they go out to their car, they put the labs inside a drone, it flies it off to a clinic or the hospital, and then the prescription is flown back. They're doing that now. The first organs for transplant have been delivered by a drone. You don't have a lot of time to get it across. Think about it. If you're in D.C., Atlanta, some... Traffic time could take you an hour and a half to get across town. Drones are flying it. Search and rescue. Deputy Mitch Henderson, I taught him at the uh, North Carolina Justice Academy. So he's the deputy that we're using in public safety. Search and rescue. It could be a young child. It could be grandma with Alzheimer's wanders off. We had a case just two years ago. The world elderly woman would have died. It was a November, you know, days or so-so, but it gets real cold at night. She wandered off. They couldn't find her for two hours. 20 minutes of bringing in the drone, they found her. She had gone into a cornfield. If any of you have ever been in a corn maze, two rows over, you're not going to find them. But they were able to find and save her. Here's one that's very personal to me. My wife's closest aunt, Aunt Joan, lives out in the country not far east of Clinton. You get to a little town called Roseboro, and you go 10 miles out from there. Anyone kind of know that area in Sampson County? That's kind of where the first time I really learned is like, you better be healthy living out here in the country areas. Aunt Joan had a heart problem, and that morning she woke up. She turned to Uncle Lawrence and said, something's wrong real bad. Call the doctors, get an emergency. Uncle Lawrence calls, and I didn't know that this is the way it operates in my ears. They had to call the EMS folks, wake them up out of bed so they could get in and drive into Roseboro to get the EMS vehicle, then drive back out into the country where she lived. And when you have heart problems, they got to take care of you right away. Get you some oxygen, some medicine. By the time they got her, took care of her, then drove her all the way into Clinton to the hospital, she was beyond a point where they couldn't save her. 
Do you know right now they're using drones in parts of the country and testing where they're flying defibrillators right to the house, oxygen drugs, things like that? So when you live in rural areas, this is going to be a big player in delivering goods, groceries, medical care, all kinds of things. That's why it's important to your future. Cars will be even bigger. How old are you? Nine. My granddaughter's nine years old. I know that she will ask me, Papa, one day when you used to drive cars, did you do this? Instead of where she's going to punch in a couple of numbers, where you're going, and it's going to take you there. So that's the world that you're growing up in. It's going to be much different than what your parents, your aunts and uncles, your grandparents grew up with. Last night, my wife, she was being mean to me because I kind of kidded her about her age. And she goes, oh, really? She goes, well, the difference in when you were born, 1956, going all the way back to, uh, and I said how many years she was, 1890. And I said, ooh, wait a minute, that's, that's a big spread. And I, that's like all them westerns I was watching. They were riding around the horses. My point is technology is going to change so much from where it is today. When I grew up, we didn't have these, these cell phones, iPads, none of that stuff. But today we're flying around technology more sophisticated in some of these drones and the computers than were in the, in the first Apollo mission we sent to, Ma, or to the moon. Okay? So... Uh, we, we want to talk again about your future, education, automated systems and robotics. Hopefully I'm showing you a little bit how it's going to be important no matter what you want to do is to understand the technology. My daughter is a president of a John Hopkins hospital. First African-American female president in one of their hospitals. Very proud of her. She said, Dad, she called me up a couple months ago. She said, they're already asking us how are we going to start incorporating drones into our business here, take care of patients. They're already using robots to deliver the drugs up and down the hospital floors. They don't have somebody pushing the cart anymore and maybe some of those drugs getting pilfered off and sold inside of a locked robot. So when it gets to the floor, they got to use a code to take out those prescription drugs. All right. Last thing, before I get into the drone, to show you how serious this is, yesterday, Amazon announced for $1.5 billion, they're buying a company called, anybody ever heard of iRobot? You think Amazon makes good business decisions? They know what they're doing, folks. It's the same thing as Walmart buying those big floor cleaners. Now it's into the homes. Why? If you go to a Best Buy sometime, and the manager pointed this out to me about two years ago, and I didn't realize. He goes, what's the first thing in all of our stores you walk into? You got either cell phones will be here on the right and right next to it, smart home robotics. It's all about you guys are probably too young. For the adults, the Jetsons. <laughs> you know. All right? And so it's robotics and systems that are doing that. So Amazon 
buys this company that makes all those robots. And you know what iRobot got into? Sometimes it goes the other way. Companies, and I know this coming out of the defense, they start defense and then they go into commercial products. iRobot started making products for defense after they were so successful with the floor cleaners and they were using a lot of them in Afghanistan with the explosives. So that little robot would run up and either explode the device or disassemble it. Fast food, big company, um, that's, it's called Miso. They have signed contracts with three major fast food chains in the U.S. Robotic French fry machines, robotic hamburger machines. Again, those are jobs that will disappear if you don't have the right level education, okay? My first job was at McDonald's, flipping burgers, making fries. Grab a broom and a mop, scrub from bottom to top. Tell me, what does this mean? At McDonald's, we're clean. <laughs> That's an old song, McDonald's, okay? Bring your way back, huh? <laughs> so, let's talk about not only the education, why getting into it, but this stuff, it's easy for you guys. Because you're already, many of you game, you know how to use a controller. But there's good, wholesome things in here, too. Parents, I want you to think about. Folks from the church, from schools, if anyone's out here, they have drone racing leagues. Would that keep you fun and excited instead of having to find it in a pill or chemical? Do you know the drone r racing league that is on ESPN TV? The winner that won $250,000. That gets my interest. <laughs> They're starting to give out scholarships at colleges, racing drones. There's a new sport, international now, called drone soccer. And there's a drone inside of a ball, and it's uh, flown inside. My daughter tells me, oh, that's like this uh, Quidditch. I think that's what it's called in a Harry Potter movie, inside of a net. And the, and the uh, students on each team fly their own little drone and bump that ball till it goes into the goal of the other uh, team, or th their goal. And uh, those are the kind of things that are happening besides one of the things that we've been helping out with Pender United and going that way is, is building a team of volunteers that can fly drones. Think about how bad you were hit a couple of years ago with hurricanes. With a drone of civilians being able to respond, because there's not enough deputies and police officers to do it. Not enough state troopers to do it. Drones can be launched to find out where are the roads that are impassable, where's the flooding, how are those folks down there? Do we need to fly a drone down and drop some insulin off? Okay? So it's something that we can all get into, but again, there's a lot of stuff fun for you guys. Now, with that, let me see, I need a volunteer. You look like a good volunteer. Why don't you come on up? And you? Yep, you're awake now, so come on. <laughs> How about somebody in the back? The striped shirt, you, come on. Yep, that's why you both had striped shirts. All right. So come up and stand next to them. We'll stand right here in the middle. 
This is called a drone launch pad, okay? So we use that once we fly drones either indoors or outdoors. This is a great drone, less than $200 for the drone. The reason we use these in the schools, uh, and again, I'd encourage any organization once, you have a couple of these, right? Because this drone right here, as we'll demonstrate, flies the same as a $30,000 drone. So even my police officers, I start off on this, because they used to be really worried when we started their training. Ooh, how much is that? I don't want to break that. Hey, look how sturdy it is. We're flying with kids. My granddaughter, nine years old, is flying this drone. See? We can be just like the angels. We don't have to wait till we go to heaven. We can fly something now. All right? So this, this can also be programmed. So it's a great introduction not only to be able to race it, to learn how to fly, to understand the mechanics behind it, but then also learn basic programming. Okay? So it's called the Tello. If anybody wants information, you can talk to Darlene or myself afterwards, and uh, we'll get it to you. So it has a little battery in it, and it has a camera. So what we're going to do is I'm going to start this up. The light blinks. And I'll tell you what, you're going to be my first pilot. Come on over. Now we've got to make sure you're dressed appropriately, so... Put your arm through there and there. Now turn around so everybody can see you. There we go, FAA pilot. You can do this, honey, okay? There you go. Your job, I'm going to ask you to hold that for me next. I'm going to come stand over there. And you fly off of a phone or an iPad. So what I'm going to do is we're going to look for the signal. There you go. You see the picture? The game controller, in this case, is something that, again, comes by right off of Amazon. It's a game, sir, game controller. And that's what allows it to fly the same as a, uh, whoops, as a very expensive, there you go, connected. All right. As a very expensive drone, like I said, a $30,000 drone. Now. Can I have permission to touch you, either your shoulder or your elbow? Okay. And what's your name? Diana. Say again. Diana. Diana? Diana. pronounce that? Okay. All right. Don't be afraid. You can't do anything wrong. Okay? <laughs> we won't let them know how easy this is. So I'm going to give you this controller. And you see right there? There's a picture. And let me show you this drone. There you are. And and I know this may be hard to see. But we've got a camera inside it. And this is where we're going to start to learn, again, how the more expensive systems operate. It's being used in agriculture, precision agriculture, for example. Now you can fly over a field and tell the pilots, oh, you need, or the uh, farmer, you need more nitrogen there, more water, all kinds of things like that. So, you got it. Now we're going to put your thumb, your thumb top, just rest it on top there, 
And when I tap you on the shoulder, and if I say move it up, you move it up, or I say move it down, and then if I tap you on the shoulder, if I go, move it to the right, move it to the left, like that, okay? And again, very slow. So, first thing I want to do is I make sure nobody walks up on it. I want you to be my visual observer. You stand here. Now, what happens if somebody comes up and gets close to that? You turn around and you go, stop. Make sure we don't fly up into anything. Here we go. Are you ready to launch? Clear. Slide that over. Is that cool? Nah, the cool stuff, really coming. Look, so now I want you to take this thumb, move it up slowly. Yeah, there you go. See, you're flying it. All right. Now, hang on, right there. Now I want you to take this thumb and slowly move it down. Gonna come backwards. Okay. Stop. And I'll tell you what, we're gonna go back a little farther, so move this one back a little farther. Down, backwards, there you go. Stop. Look, see all the people there? Come on, we're gonna run over here and get this picture. <laughs> you gonna get your first strong picture. Are you ready? side. Are you ready? We're going to take the picture. Touch that white button. All right. You took your first drone picture with everyone in it. They photobombed it, you know. <laughs> All right. So we're going to stand off to the side. Now, I'm going to put the drones on top again, and you're going to fly forward. So take this thumb, this thumb, and slowly move it up. There you go. See, what's your name? Matthew. Matthew. All right. Matthew is brave. Let's give Matthew a clap. All right. And what's your name? Okay. So you hold that there. Come on over with me. And when I tell you, I want you to put both your hands together, just like that, okay? So you're going to land it in his hands. So you're going to move it slowly this way. Just move it. Oh, Excellent job.
that's again just some of the basics. Once they learn to get into programming, they're getting into logical thinking, things that are going to help them out in anything they do in life. We uh, we give them different uh, one teamwork because they're going to fly in the team, just like as a pilot in the Air Force. It wasn't me just hopping in a jet going away. It was a whole team that supported me, from the maintenance folks to the uh, the crew chief, everybody else out there. We're flying together with other aircraft, other pilots. So you're going to learn about things like that. Matter of fact, I'll tell you what, I want the three of you to stand together. And you remember how I showed you to take a picture with the, the white, uh, that button there? Go ahead and push that white button. Great. All right, so you got your picture there. So they're going to uh, learn a lot about that, and then they will move up, you know, from something like that, which we fly mainly indoors, to a drone like this. This one we uh, is the beginning drone that we take them to outdoor flying. It has a GPS in it. Okay, and with that, then they get into larger and more sophisticated drones. All right, thank you. You did well there. All right, so let me make sure I didn't forget anything else here on my list. Matthew, you're so cool. I want to hang out with you. I want you to come to my drone class, all right? And young ladies, you know, one of the reasons I asked her to come up, because I want you to know, my young ladies fly better than the guys when they start out. You know why? Because guys, a lot of you, you guys game. Everything's real fast. Now, ladies are normally more deliberate and slow. And that's what you have to do flying a drone. So it's not just about your brothers or the boys out there. All right. So we talked about uh, jobs, racing, soccer, search and rescue. Um, okay. Different opportunities. Great. So... I think I just about covered everything. Give you an idea. The camp will be starting up. There'll be announcements about it. Parents, uh, you know, talk with Darlene about getting your kids enrolled. Hopefully we give them a good introduction. And it's really important with the younger students. High schoolers, welcome to. That's where I teach at a high school, E.E. Smith in uh, Cumberland County. But this is the age group where you start to plant those seeds. Seven to nine, ten-year-olds, that's when they start to formulate what it is that I can do or can't do. And we want them to know that this is a possibility. And this will introduce them again to programming, to automation, and to other systems that will be a significant part of their lives in the future. Any questions for me? I go by probe. That was my call sign in the Air Force. We all have nicknames, and so mine was Probe. And uh, I look forward to chatting with any of you afterwards. If you've got some questions, come see me. And let's give a big hand. For our th all right. Thank you, honey. I'll take that. There you go. And everybody, big high five before you go. Hoo! Hoo! All right, Matthew. There you go. You can have your seats.
Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Children, give him a big head clap. No, that was fun. Wasn't that fun? Wasn't that interesting? Amen. Let you know what else you can do. Amen. At this time, I'm going to turn this part of the uh, service over to Sister Kwame. Amen. Let's give God some glory. Thank the Lord for everything he's done for us. All right, y'all enjoying yourself? We're at the end of the event. Did y'all have a good time? All right, I know I did. Okay, um, Apostle wants to do a little something before we end. Could I get a volunteer with the children? First come, first serve. Okay, Nivea, tell me what you learned in this conference. I learned that don't let anything hold you back. Even if you feel like you're at the hardest point in your life, keep going. And there's many things you can do in the world, like with this computer stuff and all that. Okay. Never, you can have a seat, and I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. Could I get a parent to come up? What did you get out of this conference as a parent? Um, to pay attention to your children. Um, Talk with your children. um, Just train them up in the right way. Um, And basically, like, just let them know that they can um, do anything. And just because the parent had a hard life, They don't have to have a hard life. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Now, can I get um, a little volunteer, somebody that's small with the children that would want to come up, a smaller person? (laughs) Jada, what did you get out of this conference? I don't know. (laughs) You don't know? What did you hear? What did you hear? Mm. Okay, you don't want to tell me. Thank you for coming up. (laughs) Could I have another small volunteer? Nadia, Nadia, this is Nadia. What did you get out of this conference? Um, I got that um, big kids don't make mistakes. Okay, did you get anything else out? Okay, you heard that. Come back up, Nivia. Stay here, baby. Stay here. Come back up, Quisha. I want to say since 2008, we have been doing these um, Hardcore for Jesus conferences. The purpose of this conference is just not to give out paper, to put them on a bounce house, or to, you know, entertain them. The purpose of this conference is to educate them spiritually, mentally, 
financially all the way around. Because you can grab kids with a lot of play stuff. But at the end of the day, when they get through jumping, when they get all of these things, what are they going back home to? So we want to make sure they know about rejection and most of all, the love of God. That's what we want to teach here at Miracle Temple. So parents, we're going to start having educational classes in these different areas that we had today that will lead up to this conference every year. It's not about us, y'all. It's about Jesus, and it's about raising our kids up the way that they need to be raised according to the word, training them up in the way that they should go. And parents, most of all, whatever you do in your house, if you're trying to work it out and make a difference, explain to your kids, this is not how it's supposed to be. Be open and honest with your children. We had some phenomenal speakers in here today, given everybody had something to give to the children. And I know we have some young children that don't want to sit that long, but believe me, you, they heard something. They heard something that they could take away from this conference. So the purpose of this conference, these conferences every year, some people may think, what are you doing to reach the kids? You, you don't have nothing to reach the kids. The word of God will quicken the kids and bring more life to kids than anything else will. When they're alone and they're by themselves, they're going to remember what Sister Stacy said. They're going to remember what this gentleman said dealing with disability, the drones, and everybody else that spoke today. They're going to remember something, and they're going to know God will never leave me, nor shall he forsake me. Even when my mother and father forsake me, he will be there to lift me up. So this is the purpose of what Miracle Temple do, not to entertain, but to make sure that our children, as well as the parents, know God loves you, and he always had a plan for your life. Amen? So the reason why I called them up here today, because I want to see what each person got out of this conference. What I want to do as part of Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry, I want to give each person that participated $100 for school. You'll get 100, you'll get 100, you'll get 100. When they get ready to go shopping for these things, we will be with them to make sure it is taken care of. Amen? So thank you for your participation. And get with us so you can get that for school. Amen? Oh, and also, we do have golf cart rides for the children, but you need to sign a waiver, and those waivers are with Sister Denise. You need to sign those waivers and read that waiver and sign it. Yes, um, and right before we wrap it up, I just need three more um, volunteers, youth. Can I get one youth to tell me what the first skit was about? Come on. Can I get one more to tell me what any of the guest speakers talked about? Any one of them. Sky? And one more to tell me what they got from the last skit with the three girls, Okay. All right, Jayana, what did you get out of the first skit? Not to take, um, like, candies or anything from someone that you don't know. And always don't be by yourself. You need to have someone with you. And don't go with someone that you don't know. Mm -hmm. okay. 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 
Um, I learned that there's a lot of bad things in the world that you will see and conquer, and you have to go through them. <laughs> okay. So, like, you tell us about the, the kit, what she got from the last kit. Um, it's not okay to bully people whenever they didn't do anything to you. Okay. We'll just give y'all these little gifts. Thank you for participating. Okay, so um, we're at the end now, like Apostle said, we're going to have golf cart rides. Mm-hmm. I just want to let the parents know that we will have um, drone classes, drone, drone camps beginning in September. If you're interested and your child participating, you need to see one of the ladies in the back. Also, parents, please get with Denise Bryant for um, some things that we're going to have um, to help you out in the home with your children uh, before these conferences begin every year. So we're going to do things leading up to it and do little activities with the kids, but we want to get you educated first and foremost so you will know what we're going to do from here on out with the children. So get with Sister Denise to sign up for that as well. And we have a bouncy house outside. Um, we will be distributing school supplies, and we have snack bags, and we will have pizza for the children. For the adults, we have a bag that just has snacks and a bottle of water that you're welcome to. If you don't want to stay um, for the activities or you just want to get your bag, that's okay too. We're going to meet outside, and it's just a grab and go. If you want to go ahead and get those items and leave, that's fine. If you want to do your golf cart and then the bounce house, after that, we, you can get your pizza and your snack bags. So we just thank you all for coming, and we expect you all to come back and bring a friend next year. Amen. And could I have the ones, um, I want to interview some people concerning the conference, what you got out of the conference, parents, and some of the children, if it's okay, so we can use it. Okay. Can we ask, we're going to ask Brother Willie to pray over the food and close us out. Let us stand. Father God, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this food that we're about to eat. Father, we ask, Lord, that you bless and sanctify this food for the nourishment of our body. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the ending of, of this service. We thank you, Lord, for everyone that came out and participate today, Lord. And Father God, as we leave this place on today, Lord, but not your present, Lord, we ask that you would keep us safe, Lord, from out of harm's way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Wasn't that an inspiring message? 
Thanks for listening to the end. Join us every Tuesday for Bible study and every Sunday for service. We're looking forward to hearing from you as well. Feel free to reach out to us via the website at www.mtdm.org. God bless you and we'll see you next time.